0: I believe that a life free from anxiety, fear, and worry is possible for everyone. The challenge for many of us is how to overcome obstacles that prevent us from realizing that life. My counseling services provide those committed to living a life free of anxiety, fear, and worry with the tools they need to go forward daily and feel more confident about their future plans, feel more calm during stressful and triggering situations, and feel a sense of fearlessness when working towards their goals. This is my life's passion, and I am so committed to this purpose that I have created a free guide just for you. The How to Slay Anxiety Guide is a free resource that provides you with knowledge, tips and steps to help you understand and overcome anxiety. It discusses where anxiety comes from, what anxiety looks like and provides insightful tips to help you live a more balanced and healthy life. This is my gift to you for the month of January as we start the new year and continue to work towards living your best life. To get this free resource, visit Wellness.com. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast, where women come to be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to go further, push harder, and shine brighter through personal conversations with me, your host, LaShonda McLaurin. So, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast. LaShonda here, and I hope that you are having a great day and ready to have another amazing week. So... If you go back to the very first episode of the Aspiring Women Weekly podcast about rejection, you will see that transparency is important to me on this podcast journey. I truly believe that sharing my experiences, my lessons, tests, failures, and successes help inspire you all as you go forward and try to be your best every day. So it's a new year but I'm still doing the same thing and I'm still going to share my truth, okay? You guys know that I'm a therapist and I treat those women who are dealing with anxiety, fear, and worry. And there is a reason why that is my niche. And that is because I have dealt with it myself. So during this episode, I want to share with you my story of trauma, fear, and anxiety and inspire you to overcome Okay, deep breath. So, I'm not quite sure why it has taken me so long to talk about this. Um, There have been plenty of times where it was on the agenda to discuss, but another topic always came up instead. But nonetheless, here we are. So, if you don't know, most therapists have a niche or a specialty area. And for me, my specialties are anxiety, fear, and worry. And I also provide coaching to women who are high-achieving and working towards their goals. It's not a coincidence that this is my niche area. I have a passion for helping women in these areas because I can relate to how they feel and I can help them overcome. I can relate to women who are dealing with anxiety because I have, and I can relate to women who are high achieving and working towards some really steep goals because I've done that as well. I always feel that the best therapists are those who have been through what their clients are currently going through. It may not be the exact same situation, but they at least can relate. It's like getting substance abuse or addictions counseling from someone who has never been addicted to a thing in their life. They can't really relate. Now, I'm not saying that they can't help, but I believe the impact is greater if you know what they're going through. So I bet you're wondering how. How do I know what it feels like to be anxious, fearful, and worried? Well, I'm going to tell you my story, and I really hope that it's helpful because I believe that a lot of people think that therapists are these robots and not real humans who go through things like everybody else. Therapists are not exempt from the things of the world that everyone else goes through. And I'm going to give you a little peek into the trauma that happened in my life that kind of brought me to this point in my life. So let's flash back to August of 2007. August 2007, I was a bright eyed, bushy tailed, recent college graduate. I had just got my bachelor's degree in psychology and I was moving into my first apartment by myself um, to work a job that I had just gotten maybe a couple of months prior. I was moving to Charlotte, North Carolina, into my new apartment, and this is a Sunday night in August. I had been in my apartment for literally two days. I had just moved in that Friday. I wasn't fully unpacked. I still had some boxes around, but I'm happy that I'm an adult now. I have my own place and my best friend is staying the night with me. We're going to get up the next day and go to work together. We're going to ride together to work. So it's about 11 PM at night, I'm in the bed in my pajamas, my best friend's on the couch, and I'm talking on the phone to my then boyfriend, now husband, and he's in Arizona at this time, and we're talking, and all of a sudden, I hear this loud bang, and it startled me, and I was like, whoa, what was that? And I wait a few seconds, and I hear the boom again, and this time, it was even louder, and my windows rattled in my apartment. So I sit up in the bed and I'm confused. Like, what is that? I'm new to this apartment. So I'm like, maybe somebody upstairs is jumping or moving to, you know, make my apartment sound so loud. And then lastly, I hear another bang. And this bang was so loud that all the doors and cabinets and stuff in my apartment popped open. And after that bang, I hear my door hit the floor and I hear these men yelling. And I'm on the phone, and I say to my boyfriend, then, and I say, Oh my God, somebody's breaking into my apartment. I got to call the police. And I hang up and I jump into the closet, and I'm shaking and trying to call 911, but no reception, not. A zip, not a piece of reception in this closet. So I'm standing there, shaking, scared, and confused about what is happening right now. All I hear these men yelling, and I'm thinking, is this happening in my apartment? What are they? What do they want? What are they doing? And I hear them yelling, "Where is he at? Where is this stuff?" And I'm thinking, am I dreaming? What are they talking about? And they're talking to my best friend who was in the other room. And I'm like, oh my god, what are they doing to her? Should I come out? Should I stay in? What should I do? And I felt trapped. So I did what I thought was the best idea to do, which was just pray. And I'm standing there shaking, scared. And I'm just saying over and over, Lord Jesus, please help us. Lord Jesus, please help us. That's all I could say over and over and over. So there I can hear them rummaging through my apartment, going in the bathroom. They come into my bedroom. They look around, they leave and go back out. And then I hear them say to my best friend, you know, "Um, man, she lying. She's lying. Just shoot her. And I hear a gun cock. And I promise it was like life just went into slow motion. I kind of got dizzy. And I remember thinking to myself, God, this is not how we're going to die. This cannot be how we are going to die. Our families can't handle this. We were not created to be murdered and found dead with gunshot wounds. I remember thinking that this cannot be it. You have got to save us. So I just continued to pray, you know, Jesus, please save us. And I hear them rummaging through the place again, frantically searching for whatever they're searching for. And finally, they come to the closet and he opens the door and it's a the guy there with a the black mask over his face. And he's pointing a gun in my face. He's like, who are you calling? And I'm like, nobody, because legit nobody. I couldn't call anybody, even if I wanted to. I didn't have any reception. So he snatches my phone and he says, come out. And he says to the other guy, yeah, it's another one in here. And my mind is all over the place thinking, oh, my God, what are they going to do to us? I come out. There's another guy. He don't even have his mask on anymore. And I'm like, Lord, they are really going to kill us now because, you know, in the movies, when they show you their face, they're not going to let you live. You know, so that's what I was thinking. So I see my best friend. She's sitting on the couch. She has her head down. And I just go and sit beside her. And I just continue to pray silently to myself. And then all of a sudden, Nothing. It was silence. I opened my eyes and they were gone. It's like they just disappeared into thin air. I didn't hear any footsteps run off. I didn't hear any car tires screeching as they left. It's like they just disappeared. And once me and her realized that we were free and they were gone, then all the tears came and I grabbed the keys. I didn't have any shoes on or anything. We ran out of the house into our sister's apartment, you know, a couple of buildings over and the police came and family came and I was able to reach out to everyone who, by this time, my boyfriend had alerted my entire family that he couldn't get back in touch with me and somebody was breaking into my apartment. So the whole family is up in arms and scared and everybody was just relieved to hear from us. So that was a night that, for a while, my life changed. Those 10 minutes or so in that closet felt like hours to me. And I now had a new normal because of that traumatic situation, because someone decided to make a bad decision and invade my privacy and make me feel unsafe. I eventually came to realize that while I couldn't control the traumatic event, I was able to control how I felt about it and responded to it. But honestly, that took some time to understand. Immediately after the break-in, I went home for a few days and I moved into a new apartment and my parents stayed with me for about a week or so after that. But after that, I was back on my own. Oh, and let me just put this in there. I got fired from my job the day that I moved into my new apartment because I took some time off after the break-in. They fired me, y'all. That was so messed up. So now here I was unemployed and alone in my apartment all day and night. And this is when I was able to really see the effects that the trauma had on me because I was in this place where I felt triggered 24-7 now. I frantically searched for a job, but it took about 90 days before I found one. The sense of comfort and warm and coziness that I had initially felt in my apartment was now replaced with unease, paranoia, fear, and anxiety, especially at nighttime. I slept during the day. At night, I struggled to go to sleep because I felt more comfortable during the daytime. I felt more safe and secure. At night, I kept every light on in the house, every TV on all night, which was very different from how I was before. Before, any form of light would keep me awake. I even slept with an eye mask on. Not anymore. Now I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of what could be outside of my door. My little peephole became my window to the world and I checked it almost every 10 minutes like clockwork to ensure that no one was on the other side of that door trying to hurt me. I remember one day I was getting ready to leave my apartment like normal. I looked through my peephole to make sure that the coast was clear before I opened the door. And this time I could not see. When I looked through that peephole, all I saw was black. And y'all, I immediately thought someone had their finger over that hole and didn't want me to see. I thought someone was about to get me. And I just panicked. In that moment, I had my very first, I think my ever panic attack. I felt dizzy, I began to cry, I was struggling to breathe. Now clearly, I wasn't thinking rationally. But that's what anxiety and fear do. They take your imagination and they turn it into this dark and scary place. Eventually, I calmed myself down after about 45 minutes of coercing from my boyfriend on the phone to try to get me to go out the door. I opened the door, probably with a knife in my hand, just in case there was somebody out there. And of course, there wasn't a person standing there. It was just the apartment newsletter taped to my door, and it was blocking the peephole. It was blocking me from seeing outside. For 45 minutes, I sat in my apartment feeling trapped and panicking over false evidence appearing real. This may sound so crazy to some of y'all, but for those of you who have experienced trauma, you know all about the new normal that you have afterwards. You see the world differently. You know, I remember going to visit my best friend. This was maybe a year after the break-in, and I went to go and visit her in her new apartment. And after we arrived at her place that night, she closed the door, she put on multiple locks, and then she slid her entire couch in front of the door and walked away talking like nothing was abnormal. And I just stood there looking at the couch in front of the door like, what in the world? But I also understood and I knew her struggle. This is not her new normal. This is what she did in order to feel safe and secure in a place that she was once violated. My experience is minor compared to some of the things that others have faced, from being molested, to being raped, to being shot at, going to war, to being in accidents, to losing loved ones and friends very suddenly. These are all traumatic experiences, and the after effect is different for everyone. I think it's also important for us to know that there are many people who are walking around being triggered, feeling anxious and nervous about stuff, and they don't realize that they have been through a traumatic experience because they were told, oh, it's not a big deal, or many people have dealt with this, so just suck it up. Regardless of what others say, it is still trauma and it still needs to be treated as such. Even little stuff can have a lifelong effect on you. Let me give you another example. I am afraid of dogs. Big dogs, little dogs, trained dogs, stray dogs. It does not matter. Dogs on a leash, dogs in outfits, I don't care. They trigger me, okay? (laughs) Why? Well... As a child, while walking home from the bus stop to my house, sometimes the people's dogs in my neighborhood would not be tied up, so they would chase us, and we would be running and screaming for our lives, until the dog just decided he was tired of running and would turn back around. That was traumatic. (laughs) Seems simple and small, but to this day, I don't play with people's dogs. I don't trust them, period. And that's something I probably should work on this year. Maybe I'll put that on my list of goals for 2019. But no matter how big or small, if it had a major effect on you, it can be considered a traumatic experience. So my trauma was back in 2007. So how am I now? I am aware, I am informed, and I am overcoming. And I add the ING to overcoming because even though I'm mostly over it, if the right trigger occurs at the right time, it can still affect me. I learned that when my husband deployed and I was home alone with my kids by myself, that if the right thing happened, the right sound happened at night, it could still trigger me and take me back to that moment. The difference between then and now is that when, when I'm triggered now, I'm over it fairly quickly because I have the tools and I know the tools to being well. I have an understanding of how my mind works when it's afraid and anxious, and I know how to address it. I got this understanding through my counseling education, but for most people, they get that understanding through therapy. So if trauma, anxiety, fear are all things that you struggle with, work with a professional to help you learn how to begin overcoming it. Guys, I share this with you to inspire someone. I don't know who or how many, but someone who has gone through something traumatic, whether it was as a child, or if it was just last week. Whether it was big or small in the eyes of others, I want you to know the anxiety, the fear, the worry, they don't have to stay with you. I grew to realize through my own experiences that the mind is powerful. And if you learn how to use it and how to control your thoughts, you can turn trauma into triumph. I never thought back in 2007 that about 10 years later, I'd be grateful for that traumatic experience because it gives me a perspective to help my clients that I wouldn't otherwise have. I know for many it is so hard to see the bright side or any silver lining or any positivity from the traumatic experience. But you first must realize that if you survived, if you are still here, that in itself is a miracle. Now's the time to put in the work to live a life that is fulfilling and put aside those fearful thoughts. I was working with a client recently who was molested as a child. And she said to me, you know, I often wonder what my life would be like if that hadn't happened to me. She said, I wonder if I would have accomplished my dreams. And my response to her was, you still can. You still can accomplish your dreams and your goals. It is not too late. And you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself that you can. As After all that you have experienced, you owe it to yourself to see just how great you can be. Guys, I have been blessed with a lot of faith and resiliency and knowledge in order to continue overcoming the trauma of my past. And I just want you to know that if I can do it, you can overcome too. So I hope that you feel inspired to work towards being free of anxiety, fear, and worry. To realize that trauma from your past doesn't have to keep you mentally bound. And to know that with professional help, faith, and resiliency, you can overcome too. So until next time, stay encouraged and inspire someone else along the way. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. It was a little bit longer, but I had to get this out here. I had to let you guys know that you are not alone in your experiences. You are not alone in your process to overcoming. And more importantly, I am here to help. To learn how to work with me, visit McLaurinMentalWellness.com. I will have links in the description box. And you can visit the Inspiring Women Weekly website to get the full show notes and to learn how to work with me as well. Have an amazing week and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.